I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody, to the DK Steelers podcast. It's Friday, which means we got picks to give. It's Chris Carter. It's Dale Lolly. We're talking to you here on Friday. Now, Thursday night football's over. We're not going to get into that. We're going to get you ready for the weekend. But first of all, everybody, welcome Dale Lolly back to the show. He's had a very busy week. Dale, how you been, my man? I'm uh, playing catch-up all week. I hate me. The Monday night games stink. They do. They do. They put us all behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to drive all the way back from New York, and everything's pretty crazy. I mean, it's been. I've been up to like four a.m. like three times this week. I feel you. It's been wild, but it's been wild for the Steelers too. They've been dealing with a rush of injuries. Everybody was hitting the panic button on social media after Wednesday's practice when almost every big name you could think of. Was, was on a do-not-practice list. Ben Roethlisberger is a coach's decision. Marquise Pounce is a coach's decision. Alejandro Villanueva is an illness. Uh, Stephon Tewitt with an Achilles. That one, I was like, wait, what? An Achilles? It, it was just per- – it was Juju. It was Connor. It was, J- it was uh, uh, Johnson. Everybody was there. And you, and you were saying on your Twitter, just wait till tomorrow. You even thought that James Connor would be back. And you were right. James Connor. Oh, and behold. but but you were right that everyone was back except for Stefan Wisniewski and David DeCastro what was your readout on how all this played out this week uh pretty much what I thought was going to happen I thought there was still a chance that maybe DeCastro uh would be back and and on the field today or or I should say Thursday and that didn't happen um it seems like they're moving forward with uh the idea that they're going to play Kevin Dotson at the right guard, but uh, everything else kind of played out as I expected. You can tell when, when you're watching a Wednesday practice, whether a guy's into the game plan or whether or not he's, you know, spending more time worrying about his injury. None of those guys were, they were all in the game plan. They were all, you know, watching the play sheets and, and uh, you know, those kind of things. So I was not concerned at all and uh, expect to see uh, all those guys out there on Sunday against the Broncos. Certainly, that's, that, that's got to be great news for the Steelers. Do you think that that means that Kevin Dotson's the starting right guard? Yeah, Dotson's going to get the start on, on Sunday against the uh, Giants or against the, uh, the Broncos. I'd be surprised at this point if he doesn't. That seems pretty crazy to me. Uh, you know, Tomlin said the team is extremely comfortable with a core four getting the start at right tackle. But he said there would be a lot of work that had to be done to get uh, Dotson up to speed. What's your readout? You saw him in camp. You've seen him in practice. I know you can't reveal everything, but just what are your general feelings about him as a player and how ready he could be to make a first start in the NFL with his second game in the league? I don't have the foggiest idea of what to expect, Chris. I mean, he missed, he missed about a week of training camp. They were only there for about three weeks uh, with the knee injury. I mean, he's a raw player. Uh, we saw six snaps of him against the, uh, the Giants. Uh, again, not nearly enough for me to make any kind of projections or, or – or anything like that, uh, but it's a guard. You can cover up for a guard pretty easily. He's got help on both sides of him. 
Right. Um, you know, it's not like you're, you're breaking in a tackle here or a rookie center or anything like that. Um, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll get by. All right, so that leads us into our prediction for the Steelers game. We'll predict the Steelers game here, and then we'll get into all the game picks in the next segment. Dale, with the news that A.J. Bouye is on injured reserve and there's, there's questions about Garrett Bowl, their left tackle, and the, you know, the Broncos have their own questions and the Steelers have their questions on the offensive line, do you think the Steelers hold a distinct advantage in this game at Heinz Field, Denver coming all the way to Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, I, they would. They have a distinct advantage regardless. They've got the better players. Um, you know, that's what it comes down to. Uh, as I wrote today, you can, you know, yes, the Broncos have Mike Munchak, and they added Mark Barron in the offseason and, and Anthony Ciccolo this week. So they'll, they'll have all the knowledge that they need to know about the Steelers in terms of, hey, this is what they want to do, and this is how they're going to try to do it, and those kind of things. It's one thing to know that. It's another thing to stop it when you don't have players who are quite as good as the ones across the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, the Steelers should, uh, should handle the Broncos in this football game. Drew Locke is a game manager at this point in his career. Mm. Um, you know, he, they're not asking him to do a whole lot. And, you know, if you're going to try that against the Steelers, it, it, you could do it last year uh, and, and play conservative. You can't do it this year. The Steelers' defense should eat that offense up. Yeah, I look at this this offense. Like I said, Garrett Bull at right ta- or left tackle might not might not play, but we also know that's that, you know he might be the worst left tackle in the league. And that and that and that's the thing. Like he's the starter. Who's going to replace him if, if he had a first round draft pick? He would have already been replaced. Um, you know, he's he's averaged about a holding penalty per game over the course of his career. He, he's not very good. Um, you know they're already missing their right tackle. He opted out Juwan James before the season started. Uh, this is, again, uh, the, the Steelers' outside linebackers did not get to the quarterback at all last week, although they had quite a few hits on the quarterback uh, and, and made some plays to affect the game. Uh, they won't go two games in a row without getting sacks. Yeah, I agree with you there on that. I'll get that to that in my with my last segment here today with Showtime, a new segment we're debuting on this show. Um, but also, don't forget Lloyd Cushenberry the third, uh, the, the, the the rookie center from LSU. He's Let's gonna... talk about that real quick. Yeah. Does anybody know who Lloyd Cushenberry the first or the second were? Nope. These guys, you know, I I'm a junior. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to go by early in my career. I had to go by by you know Dale Lally Jr. F Dale Lally Jr. They used the F, um, but only because my dad was known in the area where I worked at. So I didn't want people. I didn't want people to be confused that it was my dad writing the articles in the paper that I was working for. Okay. And then I, I just, I, I kept it, you know, when I, when I moved to to Wash, moved on to Washington. Um, but then I just eventually dropped it. I'm like, okay, nobody knows who he is down here. Nobody knows who Lloyd Cushenberry the first or second are. Nobody knows these all these guys going by juniors, and nobody knows who your dad was. You do. That's fine. You know who dad your dad was, but you don't have to call yourself the third or the fourth. Is it going to be Lord Lloyd Cushenberry the eighteenth? <laughs> We're not talking about the King of England here. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I just I want to get me started, Chris. <laughs> don't get hey, we we got them started. I always I always forget you're a junior. I always you, you've told me like three times. I always forget that you're a junior, which is crazy to me. No, wait. So here's. Here's, here's, here's more thing. Like, I was looking at this man, like, because I was looking at offensive linemen the Steelers could look at, and I was wondering if he would follow the Steelers, because I just loved saying his name, Lloyd Cushenbat the Thud, and I just thought it, I just thought that was a heck of a name to have. But you're right. I don't know who he is. Like, 
Benny, Benny Snell Jr. Like, at least his dad played, like, in the XFL and some things like that. But you still don't know really who he is unless you're a complete football nerd. By the uh, way, check out, check out Tom Reed's uh, piece on him today on the site. Very that, good. That's where I was teasing with that. Yeah, Tom Reed did a great story on, on, on Benny Snell Jr. Um, and uh, he and about his upcoming and all the things that he overcame to get to where he is. So check that out. Top of the site, Tom Reed, with another great in-depth article from him. But, yeah, but back to Lloyd Kishner. Outside of his name, this guy's a rookie, and this is his second start. And he has to line up against Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt. And I will say, Dale, Tyson Alulu looked good in the first game against the Giants. If he plays like that against the against uh, against a, a rookie, I think it's going to be even crazier in the middle for the Steelers. Yeah, and, and people forget that Tyson Alulu was the tenth overall pick in the draft when he came out. Mm-hmm. He's a talented guy. Now, yeah. maybe you could argue that he shouldn't have been the tenth overall pick in the draft because he's not a a dynamic pass rusher or anything like that. Uh, but he's more than solid playing the run and 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 is a, a very good football player. Uh, you know, when you carve out an 11, 12-year career in the NFL, you can play the game. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You could definitely, you could definitely play the game. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he may not be, he may not be the superstar that he was picked to be tenth overall by the Jaguars, but again, that's just how the Jaguars pick. But he can certainly be a good veteran, and that's what the Steelers have, and that's why they kept him around. And he's a good depth piece for them to to have for that. I want before we get to our our first break. I wanted to, you know, we're we're both picking the Steelers obviously in this game. But I wanted to get your thoughts on how Ben will play with this offense against this defense with no Von Miller, no A.J. Bouye, and a, on a score prediction on the Steelers game. You know, I think uh, Ben's been fired up to come out and play this game at home for quite some time. Uh, yes, it will be without uh, any fans in the stadium, which will kind of take away from it a little bit. But I thought he, you know, he, he warmed up to things last week, played well as the game, played better as the game went on. Uh, I expect to see more of that. And uh, I think the Steelers win this one uh, handily, uh, 24 to 10. 24 10. I got them 31 13. I think there's some some points here because the wide receivers go off on the outside. Um, but there you have it, Dale and I with our predictions. He says 24 10. I say 31 13. Read the full on Dale's kickoff article, which will which will come out this weekend. Of course, you'll have all the staff's picks on that 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 cover football for that. We're gonna cut to our first break. When we come back, we'll be picking all the games on Sunday and Monday here on the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
here on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. It's time to get our picks in. Now, last week, Dale, you and I were tied. We both split on two different games, and I picked the Seahawks. You picked the Rams. Both those teams won, so it evened out. But we get another week to throw it down together. Let's get into the picks. We're going to start in the AFC South. Two 1-0 teams, the Jaguars at the Titans. Dale, do the Jaguars repeat an upset back to week to week? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, they may have won their only game of the year. on. <laughs> they may go 0-15 the rest of the way. Uh, all we found out in that game on Sunday is that the Colts might not quite be who we thought they were. <laughs> They are who we thought they were. Um, but uh, I'm with you. I'm going with the Titans. This is at home. The Jaguars, I mean, maybe we're a fluke. I, I, I also, part of it is because I don't believe in Phillip Rivers. But um, so I was like, that doesn't surprise me. But that doesn't tell me that the Jaguars are world beaters. That tells me that the Colts are in trouble. Meanwhile, the Titans got Derrick Henry. I think he's going to run loose on these guys and the Jaguars. He's done it before. Um, moving on to the NFC South. Got the 0-1 Panthers at the 0-1 Buccaneers. Now, Dale, the, the Panthers were going to put up some points against the Raiders, but ultimately lost. The Buc- Buccaneers, they, uh, they, they went down pretty soundly to the Saints. Do you, think the, do you think the Buccaneers rebound and Tom Brady gets his first win as an NFC quarterback? Yeah, I think they do. I, I think the Panthers aren't very good. Uh, uh, although I am a little concerned about the, uh, the Tampa Bay uh, receiving core. Uh, I don't think Chris Godwin's going to play with that concussion. Uh, when those crop up in the middle of the week, that's never a good thing. Uh, that's what happened Wednesday with him. And, of course, uh, Mike Evans still a little banged up. But you can run all over the Carolina Panthers. And so I expect the, 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 uh, the Buccaneers to take advantage of that. I'm right with you. I'm picking the Buccaneers as well. I got Ronald Jones and like two fantasy teams. So I have promoted him to starter this week. He better perform. I say that much. Um, we got the next game. Rams at the Eagles. Rams upset the team that I had to pick the NFC East last week with the Cowboys. Now they're up against the Eagles. Dale, I'm picking the Rams in this one simply because Aaron Donald's going up against a really banged up offensive line and Carson Wentz is going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I'm picking the same. I think the uh, the Rams uh, uh, defense uh, defensive line uh, should be able to get all over Carson Wentz in this one. I like Carson Wentz, but he has nobody blocking for him right now. Yeah, I think he's a good quarterback. It's just they, they've just come, come on injury on injury on injury, and it's just it's unfortunate. And you're going up against the best defensive player in football. That's going to be the Rams. Now, this is my survivor pick of the week. If you, if you play in those survivor leagues and you need a, a team to pick that can't afford to lose, I'm picking the Niners over the Jets. I think this is a laugher. Even with the Niners missing Richard Sherman, losing week one to Kyler Murray, I don't see any way. And also going from the West Coast to the East Coast in this game, I don't see for any way for the Niners to lose this game. Yeah, the 49ers are fortunate that they're playing the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I would pick them. Uh, I would pick them to lose against just about anybody else in the league. Uh, they're in trouble. They, they've got a bunch of uh, banged up receivers. Um, they just, you know, I don't know if George Kittle is going to play, but you've got to pick the 49ers in this one. Yeah, just the, that's how bad the Jets are right now. As, as, as in trouble the Niners are, the Jets are worse. AFC East battle here. Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Bills 1-0. Dolphins 0-1 after losing to the Patriots. Do you see a chance for the Dolphins to hold on down south, or does Josh Allen get it done for two weeks in a row? No, the Bills should route them in this one. Uh, they're a much better football team. I know everybody was – Oh boy! Look at the look at the Patriots this week. They you know they they look really good. They're playing the Dolphins. Dolphins stink. 
<laughs> I'm right with you there. I like their cornerbacks, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. I think those two guys are talented. I just don't like the rest of their team. And the Bills, I think they've got a lot going on there. They're still my team to win the AFC East. Uh, moving on, we got an interconference matchup, 0-1 Vikings at 0-1 Colts. I'm picking the Vikings here. I like that they at least put up a fight with some scoring on offense last week. I don't like that the Colts got whooped by the Jaguars. I, I'm going to pick the Vikings. I don't trust Phillip Rivers. I'm going with the Colts because I think the Vikings are a – I just don't think they're a very good football team this year. I think the Colts are. I think they had a lot of moving pieces, a lot of new – pieces we talked about the continuity throughout the offseason uh they had a lot of, uh, of new guys in the lineup I think they'll be a little better off this time around that Minnesota team people still think they're good they stink good to know we finally have our first different pick of the week so that's one to mark it down to keep noting to start knowing too <laughs> those two teams well, yeah, both of those teams could um all right so Dale we got your boys coming up here it's the Lions at the Packers. What did I tell you last week about the Lions, huh? I tell you, <laughs> they found a, a new and impressive way of how to lose that football game. They never beat – they never, ever, ever beat the Packers. They're not going to beat them this week either. Listen, I remember that game where Aaron Rodgers, like, had to, had to get a penalty and then throw a Hail Mary pass. And I was talking to my old man during it, and he was like, Man, this game's over. I'm like, nah, man. I know the suffering of Lions fans. I, I had several Lions fans in uh, law school, and they were, and they had taught me, Chris. We always lose this game, no matter like every set, no matter how good you think it is. Nah, it's never there. And then he threw that hail mary pass, and I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm picking the Packers. That's another uh, survivor pick, I think, right there. Just Aaron Rodgers at home. This is, I think, that's gonna get ugly. Uh, moving on, two more 0 and 1 teams: Falcons at the Cowboys. Uh, Falcons got destroyed by Russell Wilson. Cowboys uh, couldn't handle Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald and the Rams. I think the Cowboys get back on track this week. But, Dale, what say you? Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys. I think that will be a solid survivor pick as well. Ooh, going survivor pick. Okay, okay. That's, that's a gutsy pick there. Now, here's the two teams that I'm just still not sure about in the NFL. 0-1 Giants at the 1-0 Chicago Bears. Bears came back against the Lions. Giants got routed by the Steelers. Last one o'clock game here, Dale. Who you got? I'll take the Bears. I think the uh, Giants, uh, they, they're just not a good football team. Not that the Bears are a great one, uh, but I, I think the Bears win that football game. Yeah, that's what I picked as well. I just I look at their, them and I think they got more pieces that can actually fit together. And the Giants are still figuring out who they are. So, uh, again, new coach there in his, in his second game. I think there's way too many things to figure out. Moving on, we are dealing – we go to the 4 o'clock games. We've got the Washington football team, still weird to say in succession, at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals upset the Niners. Football team – I'm sorry, every time I say that, I laugh. Football team upset the Eagles. Who pulls off this, Wendell? I got Kyler Murray and D-Hop being way too much for the, for, for the football team. Yeah, I think that the uh, the Cardinals win this one. Um, they'll stay in first place in the uh, NFC West, and well, maybe we won't see uh, Washington be in the uh, in first place after this week. They are right now, though. That's crazy. Thing. Also, shout out to the NFC West. The the Niners won it last year, and they were the only NFC West team to lose in Week One. Everyone else went one and zero. I thought that was pretty crazy. So that that could be an exciting division to watch this year. But going to the AFC West, four twenty five kickoff. It's the Chiefs. At the Chargers, both 1-0. Dale, what did you say? What were you about to say? Chiefs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say, Dale, I don't see any way that she – this is another survivorish pick right here because you're telling me Joe Burrow almost beat the Chargers in his debut game in the NFL, and now Patrick Mahomes is coming to town. This is going to be a massacre in my opinion. Chiefs picking that one easy. Moving along, last 4 o'clock game. It's an AFC showdown of two really good to great quarterbacks in their young age. Got Lamar Jackson at Deshaun Watson. Ravens, Texans. I got the Ravens. They're too complete of a team. I, I think Deshaun Watson puts up a fight, but not enough in the end. What say you, Dale? Yeah, I think the Ravens win this one, but they're seven-point favorites in this game. And, and if I were uh, a betting man, I would bet that the Houston keeps us uh, closer than seven points. Yeah, I have this around like in that four-point mar margin area just because I, I, I know Deshaun Watson is going to be fighting out David. there. I, I thought David Johnson also played better than I, expect, than I expected him to last week um, against the Chiefs. So I, I think they'll find some answers, but not enough to topple the Ravens. Moving on to Sunday night football, what would have been a, uh, usually a, you know, a Super Bowl – well, it is a Super Bowl rematch, but just not without Tom Brady. But the Patriots at the Seahawks, Cam Newton – 1-0 against Russell Wilson, who's 1-0. But I see Russell Wilson as too bad of a man to lose this game. Yeah, I'll take Russell Wilson in, in Seattle in this game as well. Uh, he's the best player in football. Uh, he just yeah. is. He, he processes the field well. He throws the ball well. He runs the ball well. He, he, he understands everything. He's a great leader. Uh, I like everything about Russell Wilson. I think that's way too much for what the Patriots have. They're also going east to west coast. I think that could also present some challenges. Seahawks get that one. Last pick here, Dale. Saints at the Raiders. Both are 1-0 after their game. Saints going to, go, Saints going to Vegas. Um, who do you have winning this game? Because I got the Saints. I feel like that's an easy pick, but am I missing something there? No, I'm taking the Saints as well. I think I, the Raiders aren't a, aren't a good football team. I think, you know, that passing game of the Saints should get rolling even without Michael Thomas this week. Uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook are going to feast. Got you there, Dale. So our only difference in picks this week is that I picked the Vikings, you picked the Colts. So we will have an official winner or official person who will be in first place this week with our picks here, Dale. So good luck to you, sir. Psych, no, I don't want you to win. No luck. One of us is in first place in our fantasy league and one of us is not. One of us is – one of us is – one, one, one of us struggled to score 100 points – Oh, uh, oh you mean you mean game. the person whose first first round pick was 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 taken out? Michael Thomas is hurt. He's gonna be out week two again. I gotta survive until my superstar comes back. Thank you very much for watching. Hey, that's the way it goes. That's fantasy football, man. That's fantasy football. Uh, you you didn't get it done. The standard is not the standard in fantasy football, Dale. <laughs> Gosh, God, get get out, get out of here. Yeah, you know, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I, and you see, he's getting me started. But I'm telling you what. Don't get me started. It's going to take a break today. We've got a new segment today called Showtime. I'm going to preview the Steelers-Broncos game to get you ready. I'm going to predict who my game balls go to and break down some specific matchups right after this. Showtime! Showtime! All right. 
Alright everyone, it's time for the debut of our new segment here, specifically for Fridays and games leading into Steelers Games Days moving forward. It's Showtime. Showtime is going to be the one, the place where I'm going to give you the big views that I have of who's going to have the biggest games for the, the biggest game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I sort of did this last week, but didn't make as big of a segment of it. So this week we're going all out with it. And we're going to do that moving forward for the rest of the season. If you guys are enjoying it. So Showtime, what we're going to do, you remember after, after the day, after the game this past week, I, I gave out my game balls. Now here, I'm basically going to be predicting who my game balls will go to this time around. So let's start off with our first prediction here. I have TJ Watt. I know that's a very bland one, but hear me out because I gave my game ball to Bud Dupree last week. Neither him nor TJ Watt got a sack last week. I do not see that continuing for two weeks in a row in this 2020 season. I have TJ Watt. He's going to get not just one, but two sacks on Drew Locke. I think he's going to be a, a, a pass-rushing demon. He's going to be coming off the edge, and the Broncos are going to fall behind at some point and force a young, inexperienced quarterback, Drew Locke, to start targeting guys and stay, and waiting. And waiting. He's, a, he's more of a gunslinger than, than, than Daniel Jones. He's going to try and hold on to the football and extend plays. I just don't think that's going to be good enough for him. That's going to give T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree chances to get loose. Uh, I look at this as an opportunity for for them to really do it. Also, look out for Cam Hayward, Stephon Toot up that middle because Lloyd Cushenberry III is a rookie center. I do think that that's going to be something. But I think the, the person who they're going to get, get the most is T.J. Watt here. He's going to be your sack man up front. Uh, and I think I think one of those sacks will at least produce one fumble and uh, lead to a, a huge Steelers turnover in this game. That's my call. So he'll get my first game ball prediction here. Second game ball prediction: sticking with the defense. Mika Fitzpatrick really didn't make his his force uh, his presence felt in the, in the Giants game. Well, that's going to change in this game because, like I said, I still see the Steelers going out getting that lead, establishing themselves in, 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 by the midpoint of this game, and then you're going to see the Broncos start to get in tumble where they got to connect the football down the field more. They're going to try and get the ball to Jerry Judy, try to get the ball to Noah Fant, try to get the ball to Nick Van Etter, Jake Butt. When you go over the middle, yes, they have a player named Jake Butt, by the way, uh, but when, you go, when you're looking over the middle and you're looking for them, that's when Minka Fitzpatrick will get you. And Drew Locke, I don't think he has the chemistry on his team just yet to be able to to think through and avoid Minka Fitzpatrick in a lot of situations. A lot of this will depend, though, if the Steelers' offense can get going. But Minka Fitzpatrick, again, we looked over that play where the deep ball was thrown, uh, you know, and that was not a play that I really put on Minka Fitzpatrick. I still say that he uh, that, that was him coming up to cover the tight end, and Joe Hayden was supposed to get back. And it was just a great throw from Daniel Jones on that, that long touchdown pass that the Giants threw. I'm not sure if that happens in this game. The Broncos may get a drive and a touchdown, but I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick um, and, and that secondary is going to give up another huge passing play like that that leads for a touchdown. We'll see. But I think this is the game where you see Minka Fitzpatrick get his first interception of the season or force a, force a turnover but with a fumble. He's going to be active this game. He's going to be flying around the field. And I think that this is the perfect situation for the Broncos coming to the coming to the east uh, the east coast to deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know technically it's kind of the Midwest, but whatever. It, they're they're in, they're in a whole different time zone. They're at Heinz Field. Doesn't matter if there's fans there or not. This defense is is going to put pressure on this young quarterback and Minka Fitzpatrick. I think is going to be the primary beneficiary of that in the secondary. So who's going to be my final game ball guy? My final guy for Showtime. Who's going to show up? It's going to be Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson didn't have his best game against the Broncos. But from what I've seen, this guy holds himself to a high standard. Every time I watch I watch and hear about this guy, he's pushing himself. He's working harder. He wants to get better. And the Steelers 
know they want to work the football to him. He got the most targets last time around, 10 total. I don't think that was by accident. That was Ben Roethlisberger saying, hey, we know this guy gets separation. Let's get him the football. After a tough week one, I bet you he's been working extremely hard to, to, to be able to lock it down, not make those same mistakes. He won't fumble on, on special teams this time around. He'll be the guy that comes out and makes and makes the big play um, as, as a receiver. I think you're going to see sometimes, especially with A.J. Bouye gone, you're going to see more communication struggles with these Broncos. You're going to see some efforts that's like, okay, how do we keep this together? Uh, and you're going to, and these cornerbacks, these aren't, this isn't James Bradbury that we're talking about. This isn't, uh, and that, that, that giant secondary, as, ba- as bad as they were at the cornerback position, James Bradbury was still a decent cornerback at best. And I don't think that the Broncos are going to have that without A.J. Bouye. There's going to be a lot of things that are taxing them. And Deontay Johnson is going to bust loose for the Steelers. I can see them, him getting loose and make it, break, making some big plays here using that explosiveness that he comes in and out of his breaks with. That's going to be what puts him off and gives him the uh, my, my third game ball of the game. So it's for my prediction. I have TJ Watt. I have Minka Fitzpatrick. I have Deontay Johnson as, as the guys that are going to show up and, and show out for the Pittsburgh series because when it's showtime, it's go time. Now, that's not to be said. I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a bad game. I think he's going to have a very good game. But here's the thing. I think that Ben Roethlisberger isn't going to have to take as many risky shots in this game because I can see, see this Pittsburgh offense getting into more of a flow. But James Conner's back and he's healthy. If he does not produce early, I feel like the Steelers are going to look and say, all right, Benny, you did it last week. Get back in there and you're going to see them produce. And I think you're going to see a balanced attack from the Steelers offense that leads to them making more plays around the field. But I think that why Deontay Johnson gets my game ball is because it's not going to be necessarily pinpoint throws that thread the needle and split two defenders for Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to make the smart reads. He's going to make the the, the educated plays. And you're going to see Deontay Johnson's separation make those decisions easier for Ben Roethlisberger. And when he gets that separation, he's going to start making people miss, explode, and get to the end zone a couple times. I think that he's going to have a big day. Juju Smith-Schuster had the two touchdowns last week. I think it's time for Deontay Johnson to get on board, and he will get my game ball. Let me know if you agree with we are not on Showtime here, the, the, the end of the week segment here for the DK Steelers podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. If you're enjoying the show, which we hope you are, would you please leave us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so really helps out the show and gets the word out there about what we're doing here on our DK Podcast Network. Don't forget, we got DK Daily Shots. We've got the the DK Pirates Podcast. We've got DK Steelers Podcast here. And on top of all of that, we got Noah's No Doubters, where he interviews former Pittsburgh athletes and gets their stories from their careers from a retrospective sense. He's got an interesting one this weekend. You should be ready to check that out. From Chris Carter here at the DK Podcast Network, have a good weekend. Be back in your ears Monday after the Steelers game.